0: Welcome back, everyone, finally, to a new installment of Screenplay Rewind. I'm Jeff. I'm Ron. And, and I'm alive. Ro- <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Would you like to explain to the... <laughs> would you like to explain yourself, young man? <laughs> would <laughs> you <laughs> like to explain why you're so late to class? <laughs> uh, would you Would you like to explain why we've had an additional hiatus? I like how a couple months ago we were just like, yeah, we're going to take a couple... We're going to take like basically a one-episode break, so instead of like... An episode every two weeks. It's going to be a month because I just wanted to have absolutely nothing to do because I am lazy. And the exact same thing happened two months later, but because Ron was almost dying. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was bad. Basically, my
1: kids uh, went back to school. Well, started school, really. Technically, they were in pre-pre-K before, which doesn't count as school. Um, so they started school on a Thursday, as we do here. And I uh, went to school for two days and then we all got COVID after hiding from
0: it for two years. Why am I just hearing the Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that fucking, that fucking sucks. It was- that just like really fucking sucks. And, and what really pissed me off like once he told me this happened is because you know what happened. A kid got sick. The kid told his parents he didn't feel good. He or she. And you want to know what happened? Parent strapped him up, sent him to school anyway. Yeah, probably. You guys probably were not the only family to get it because one idiotic parent didn't take their kid sickness serious. That's all it takes. This This is why, you know, everyone always talks about like, oh, they wouldn't hide the zombie bite in the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) And if anything from the past three years has shown us, you're goddamn right they would. If we've ever learned anything from a leper
1: colony, then yes, they would definitely hide the zombie bite. Definitely hide the fucking zombie bite. Yeah, what's funny is uh, so, you know, the CDC guidelines uh, they're more like guidelines. Um, Five days isolation. Five days mask wearing. And then boom, you're good. Um uh, we did that. And you know, because you have a certain you have a certain number of occurrences at school, right? Like yeah. they, they are now officially in school. They cannot miss. So once we get past the guidelines, uh, you know, after five days they can go back as long as they're wearing a mask. Uh fortunately with the way the weekends fell and stuff, they only had to go to school in a mask like two days. And the following week My son's teacher was out sick. Oh, my God. So I'm pretty sure
0: my son (laughs) (laughs) gave COVID to his teacher. So they don't have anything built in to any kind of forgiveness for if the occurrence has happened because of COVID? They don't have anything in place? It's funny. Everything is written extremely vague for COVID. Fuck. No, it's written
1: extremely vague for COVID because they cannot legally do anything one way or the other. So if I really, if I wanted to, if I wanted to press and like say stay home or whatever, they can't tell me no. Um, also, our school districts um, in this part of Oklahoma and everything are actually fairly decent about trying to control COVID until Stit for Brains uh, made it illegal to enforce mask policies and shit. Yeah, go
0: fuck yourself. Uh, by the way, Mister Stet. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, it uh, everything is now written very vague, and I get, if I really wanted to put up a hard fight or whatever, like, they can't stop me. Wait, gotcha. the thing is, the reason it's occurrences and not days missed is it all counts as one occurrence. All the days that they're out for COVID is just everybody one gets occurrence. one. Yeah. That's just that gotcha. counts as one occurrence. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. If you have the flu, or you know, you've got an injury, or or whatever, and you you miss five days, that is one occurrence because it was all from that one illness or injury. So, gotcha. Um, but yeah, everything's written extremely vague, so it goes one way or the other. But no, it's gotcha. been fun. I even got to play with um, the fuck is it called? I had it. I can. I just want to call it sacs all the time. Paxlovid, oh pa- pa- <laughs> no, Mucinex has been my friend for sure. It's the only reason I can talk right now, probably. Um, Paxlovid, I believe, is the anti-antiviral medication for COVID. And all,
0: all things should just be called Placidusax instead. So this is the most—it's <laughs> the most yeah. fun word to say that has ever been invented. Uh, no, thank you, Elden Ring. Thank you, Saw. The best nickname for that boss is uh, flaccid sex It's the best one I've heard <laughs> uh, I, I like uh I saw I think it was Lobos uh, uh, Lobos a stream but <laughs> someone had had their uh, fucking twitch channel called placidus saxophone and I was like yes <laughs> you sir <laughs> are cool in my book Um
1: but yeah I chickened out uh, the the one time being fat has ever <laughs> been an advantage Jeff <laughs> Is that it gives me a pre existing condition and makes me uh puts me in the higher tier. I'm at higher risk for the damage COVID can do to my heart and shit. Because I'm already overworking it. So it's always every time like it's it was time to like go get a uh a vaccination or a booster shot or something, I was always in the higher tier. So I always got mine earlier than the rest of my family. It was always me and the old folks.
0: Yeah, I think you were the first person I know to have actually gotten like the, the first batches of vaccines back when they were coming out. It was me and the 65 and ups there to get our shots
1: because I have a pre-existing condition just like they do with their age. We're all in a higher risk bracket. And if you're in a higher risk bracket, then you can get the antiviral medication. And I noped out. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this. So I called my doctor, who is like 30 minutes away from where I live, and was like, first off, if he needs to see me for this, I can't drive, so all bets are off. I was like, second off, I was like, I have COVID, and I feel like I am fucking dying, and I know that I'm in the higher risk bracket. Is there any way he can just call me in the antiviral medication? And the lady was like, I don't think he'll have a problem with that. And then I got an email from Walgreens a couple hours later saying it was ready. And I went and got it. And it is fucking weird. It's two different chemicals, two pills of one chemical, one pill of another. And they come in those foil sheets with six pills. The gold half is the morning dose. And the silver half is the evening dose. And you just pop out all three in the gold half of a morning and all three in the silver half at night. And you take those three and you do that for five days. So, so if you
0: do it, if you do it for six days, do you get radioactive <laughs> spider powers? Yes or no? I think you just end up face down, uh, face down on the floor, dead. Uh, no. So you're saying no?
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a missed opportunity. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought you were going to say. But yeah. Uh, so the thing that makes that weird though, is pretty much everyone that takes Paxlovid or Paxlavid or whatever it's called. Placidusax. Get it right, sir. Or Placidusax. We've been over this. Anyone who takes Placidusax, anyone who has flaccid sex, um, you get rebound COVID. So, you start out with COVID, you take the medication, and then as soon as the medication's out of your system, you get COVID again, whether you've been exposed to anyone or not, because it's still in your body from the original infection. But... At this point, it's so beat down by your immune system and its not its inability to replicate inside your body that it's just more annoying than anything. It just goes yeah. away after a few At days. At th-
0: that point, it's basically just kind of like a really bad cold instead of...
1: Yeah, instead of yeah. a really, really bad flu. It's just a yeah. an, an aggravating cold. And yeah. a few days after that, I was good. The kids never really slowed down, and my wife, as always, got hit really hard by it. Um, anytime we get sick, it seems like she gets hit the hardest.
0: And uh, she was hit pretty hard by it. The, that's, that's usually how I am. I, I don't get sick like super, super often, but usually when I do get sick, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> we were like, watch the kids have COVID because they were clearly
1: coming down with something. And. Oh, you say it jokingly, and then, like, oh, they do the test. And oh, shit. <laughs> Chris started being like, I'm pretty sure they have COVID. And then I was like, the odds after two days. And she's like, I'm pretty sure they have COVID. And they did not enjoy being tested with the home tests. But oh, we I did, hate the home test too. I don't blame them, dude. We did the home test. And you know how they say, like, wait 15 minutes? That second line appeared fucking instantly. Oof. And after 15 minutes, it was still there, Jeff. (laughs) And Chris and I tested negative every time. But we knew we were coming down with something because, I mean, I know what my body feels like when I'm getting sick. And if two people in my household have COVID, the odds are pretty high of what I have. (laughs) I know what I have. And I kept coming up negative, and so did Chris. And I was like, well, maybe... It's got something to do with the at-home test because, like you were pointing out,
0: they're not very accurate with the current uh, variants. Yeah, we're like, we're, yeah, we're like six variants later using tests that were designed for the original thing from two years ago. Exactly. Shocker! They're not very accurate, and it doesn't seem to be like a big point of uh, uh, contention that we're not testing. I, I, basically, we're, we're that we're we're not making like a better effort at update i'm glad they're now updating the boosters like the new booster yeah that's supposed to be better against the omicron uh sub has now been passed and approved everything but it's i think it's very disconcerting that a lot of people are doing the right thing and are testing but because the tests just are completely you know irrelevant now basically that it's, it's a lot of people are testing but wasting their time and their money on these tests uh you know once you run out of the Free ones we got. They're they're not cheap, and for them to basically be worthless is very very unfortunate. Yeah. So we went to Walgreens. We did that test,
1: and as uh, it's covered by insurance, didn't cost us anything, and came back negative. The what was it the PCR test or whatever the Walgreens does? It looks for a completely different marker and everything. Completely negative. So. We we're like, what if we did the one thing every medical professional tells you not to do and swab our own throat with this damn thing? So we popped open a couple more tests and jammed it into our throat instead. And we came up positive instantly, just like the kids did.
0: <laughs> Why did I just get a mental image of Ron with his whole family? Tied tied the chairs <laughs> as he's uh as he has a flamethrower. And his torching the fucking <laughs> like thing style. Yeah.
1: Oh man. Yeah. I got the uh the petri dish and I've got the little like the little wire
0: and I'm just jamming it. You got the uh, you got the McCready sombrero yeah. that I love and adore.
1: Alright. Snort into this and then I'm gonna touch it with
0: the electrical filament. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh Do do your kids. Make visible breath in Antarctica right now. Yes or no? Because we need to test this immediately. God damn it! It's one of my favorite details.
1: There was. There was another
0: movie. No, there's only been one movie. <laughs> no, there was another. There's only been one in the history of mankind. It's everybody gets one. That's all you get. There was. There was never another.
1: No, I was reading about it recently. Someone was in a movie where they didn't want to have to go through the trouble of removing their breath digitally and then wanted them to like cram ice in their mouth for a while or something. Jesus. What was it? They eventually ended up not doing that and, and ended up removing it digitally anyway. I can't
0: remember what the fuck it was. Yeah, I have no clue what this is.
1: I was just reading about it like last week. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, holy hell. This is your brain and placidus sex. I was... Yeah. Dude. Okay. Long COVID. So far, my symptoms... or My brain don't fucking work.
0: I've heard that's a problem. Uh, Thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On occasion,
1: you (laughs) might need
0: your brain. Uh, Yeah. Once in a blue moon.
1: I have... Like, I, I would get a thought in my head, and then it just goes away. Or, I'm trying to remember, like, the procedure to do a thing. And maybe I can remember the steps, but not what order they go in. Or,
0: I can remember parts of the steps and not other parts. And, yeah. and what's unfortunate is you already had bad memory retention before you got... <laughs> again thank you like like like, uh (laughs) coincidentally it was in in regards to this movie that we're eventually going to be covering maybe today uh (laughs) me and bobby were talking about prey with you multiple times in multiple conversations about how hulu was getting the predator prequel called prey we had a whole conversation about how the director was the guy from 10 cloverfield lane and we had had just like two or three conversations about it and then when it dropped, you were like, I wish you hadn't have told me. It was like a whole new conversation we were having again. It was just like, oh, Ron, <laughs> you poor soul. Um, so, no, we told you. <laughs> what's funny is I didn't realize it was the
1: guy from 10 Culverfield Lane. Oh, really? Yeah, you're saying we talked about that too? I didn't know that part. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I recognized the name when I saw his name. But I didn't know where I knew it from, and I hadn't looked it up yet until tonight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's uh, I'm really hoping it doesn't last. Uh, my daughter, when she got COVID, her head was locked up. She was on steroids from the doctor to unlock the muscles in her neck, same way my wife was in January. Mm-hmm. Did you know that one of the things COVID does is lock your shit up like that? So, Christina locked up again and my daughter who had just got all of that fixed locked up again that fucking sucks my son was fine and my neck and shoulder tried to lock up and i was like nope and i used the my jacuzzi tub often and i used a heating pad often and i did everything i know to pop and adjust myself using the exercise ball or workout equipment that I have upstairs. And I never actually locked up, but everything
0: hurt to move for a while and the muscles were real fucking tense. Yeah. It, that's yeah. But I I can totally, totally get on board with the heating pad. That has saved my cause I, I have neck problems every now and then too. And man. All and sometimes it, is just, I, I would come home from uh you know, like just being stuck at work without it, come home and just like Oh, thank Christ. I can just lay against this heating pad for like an hour. <laughs> uh,
1: before we get started, the last thing I was going to say is, uh, since you're talking about the heating pad, you might check out, the uh, next time you're over, the one Christina has. Um,
0: I don't know. Is it usually your neck that you're looking, or your shoulders that you're looking to to warm up? It's like, yeah, my neck will lock up sometimes because I think I it's it's gotten a little bit better over time because I eventually got like a pillow that wasn't a piece of shit. <laughs> That's like the number one thing I recommend uh-huh. people is that a lot of times it can be related to it something a as mattress simple too. As, as Yeah, I had also switched out my mattress, which uh, helped back problems. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it can sometimes be as simple as fucking switching out your pillow and it can help a lot. Uh, the one that the heating pad Christina has, I don't like it, but she swears by it.
1: It looks like the Green Ranger's Golden Shield. Like, you put it on, it just drapes itself over your shoulders, and it's got a magnet that clasps in the front, and it's got a a collar that you bend around your neck. It's got a flexible thing inside that bends. You bend it around your neck, and the thing is weighted. It's got, like like, that sandy stuff in it, like a paperweight has. So when you put it down, it stays against the muscles in your shoulder, and it stays kind of against your chest and back. And... And you plug it in, and it's got four heat settings, and you just wear it. It's not one that you got to figure out how to get it in the fucking right position and lock up the other side of your neck trying to fucking hold it. Yeah, um, I don't particularly care for it, but it's not usually my neck that's the problem. It's usually in the middle of my upper back between my shoulder blades. So, but for her, it's her neck and shoulders, and she really likes it.
0: Well, there you go. Off the way. yeah, I'll check that out. I'll send it uh, to you. I'll look it up and I'll I'll send it to you so you can see Yes, yeah, it. it sounds genuinely cool and something I might when potentially like. The
1: first time we started using it on my daughter when she needed it, when she was locking up, I was like, this is just like all the episodes of the Green Ranger transferred his shield to Jason <laughs> or Zach. <laughs> like, when he put his hand on their chest and the shield just moved. I'm glad that your memory <laughs> has retained
0: all of Power Rangers lore. Oh, uh, it's also retained <laughs> Predator lore. There you go. You're going to need it for today, bro. But like, just real quickly, let's see. What did I do during this month long hiatus? Um, I watched all of Netflix uh, Resident Evil, and that was almost as bad as having a deadly virus for two weeks. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say, holy fuck, that show sucks. I don't think I, can- I know enough about Resident Evil to even try it. Oh, man. Everything I know about Resident Britain, Evil came so, from the Mila Jovovitz movies. You know what's fucked up? is like the show is bad to everyone who likes Resident Evil. And the show is bad to everyone who has <laughs> no idea what Resident Evil is. Because it's just garbage. It's so bad. Uh, and it's really unfortunate because like the only it's, reason I watched really it... It's really
1: nice that you watched all of it.
0: So, so a funny story. i got I got like three episodes into it, right? It was a total of eight episodes, right? Uh-huh. So I was like three or four episodes into it, basically halfway done, when Netflix announced they had canceled it, and I was like, my my fucking OCD completionist brain won't let me just walk away, Rod. So I sit down and spend four fucking hours watching the show get even worse than it already was. It's a living. The only wait, thi- wait! Uh, I don't oh, do this oh, for a man. living. What am I <laughs> it doing? Was so- it was so bad. Oh, God. It was brutal. It was one of those things, too, where, like, the characters, like, you ever watch a show or a movie where the writing is so bad that they inadvertently, question mark, uh, create the most unlikable protagonist in the history of protagonists. Have you ever seen, like, like the, where the protagonist is such an idiot and does so many dumb things that you facepalm at their decision making instead of, like, you know, rooting for them like you're supposed to? You know, like, <laughs> writing 101?
1: Is- <laughs> That is my experience with most anime. Actually, usually my Oof. favorite character is the side character.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. A lot of animes too. Uh, usually in animes, only the side characters actually get character arcs as well. Uh, right. Usually the usually the protagonists just uh, like Goku has been the same fucking character for forty <laughs> years. Uh, but I love him. You know, I love I love him. Uh, but yeah, yeah that, that's uh, the, the main that, thing. That, since
1: uh, since I've been sick, I've been uh, mowing through Dragon Ball Super. Super is really good. And it was Fortnite of I'm all gl- fucking things that got me into it. And of all fucking things, I got into Fortnite. Like, I don't know what is happening. I don't know what is what this long
0: COVID shit is, but I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> like, I really think it's funny how like Fortnite had a resurgence when they got rid of the mechanic that made it Fortnite. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is a very like ingenious uh, that they actually listen to people. Because one thing like you, me, our friend Soapy, like a lot of people that are into games like that, that we're like, I would like to play this game if they got rid of you know being able to build the fucking Taj Mahal <laughs> in a nanosecond with your fucking uh <laughs> call like, me crazy, story.
1: but my first reaction when I'm being shot at is not to build a fucking house. Like
0: I don't, <laughs> my reaction is to turn around and say where'd that come from and then die and start and then over. If I and then if when you watch video like uh like replays of really re- like people that really know what they're doing in in you know in Fortnite proper five-year-olds yeah when you have the finger dexterity to actually you know like build the white house (laughs) in a one-to-one replica and hashtag finger dexterity (laughs) be still every woman's heart yeah and then i'm watching this building it doesn't even look like it it just looks like flashing lights and i'm like am i having an aneurysm are they having an aneurysm are we all having one i don't know
1: but all i know is that i am indiana jones Riding around on the Nimbus, firing Kamehamehas, while fucking I don't know, fucking Fonzie skiing behind a shark that is crossing land. Like
0: I don't know what the fuck is happening, but it's fun. So it's like Ready Player One if it wasn't garbage. Is that what you're saying? You to know me? what?
1: Uh, there's a uh. So not that Will Smith and with the plan both play uh, Fortnite, and usually in those chat rooms on Twitch, what comes up is we're all old and don't know how <laughs> to describe Fortnite to people that don't know what Fortnite is. And I think
0: Ready Player One is probably the most apt description <laughs> at this point. They have fucking <laughs> everything. Like I I played it. There's like. Uh, it was before the Dragon Ball stuff happened, but I saw like three or four different anime characters running around. I got killed by Darth Vader, and I was like, "Am I having a stroke? I don't know what's <laughs> going on." I
1: I Kamehameha de- Darth Vader to death. It was amazing. There you go. I you won the it internet.
0: There, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> oh, it was shit. great. Yeah, it, it looks it looks really fun. Uh, I I I don't like the shooting mechanics of it as much as I like uh, PUBG. I feel like the shooting mechanics are a little bit wonky when you're actually using, you know, like the regular guns instead of the fucking Kamehameha waves and shit. Uh, I don't notice it. But but I'm I'm also also not
1: using keyboard and mouse. Even on PC, I use controller because I'm just much more accurate.
0: It it always feels uh, very... If everything can feel potentially really floaty on mouse and keyboard, if you're used to games where it's like... Razer, fo- like, like I, Apex I Legends, like you know, how like Apex Legends, like you can tell how like the keyboard and mouse mechanics feel like fucking like laser precise. I wonder if that has to do with the fact that it's on so many different platforms,
1: yeah, and, and it's crossplay. So the people you're fighting, if they're not bots, they could be on Android, they could be on a Switch, they could be on a PlayStation, they could be on a PC,
0: um, a- and. Uh, its mechanics are designed to build a treehouse before shooting True. somebody, so it's not the focal point, and it was never meant to be a multiplayer game. It was meant to be <laughs> co-op horde <laughs> mode. Yes, it was. Fortnite is fucking bonkers. Like you, it, just the tracking the I development. Feel like, of I feel that like that we're like five crazy. years
1: away from some like documentary on Netflix about Fortnite and the journey yeah. it's taken.
0: And I hope there's a section where uh, PUBG tried to sue them instead of making <laughs> their game not ass. <laughs>
1: Uh, which is a real thing uh, that happened
0: yes uh ron would you like to talk about prey sure i feel like you know halfway through the episode maybe we should talk about the movie <laughs> but this has been this has been an enlightening uh <laughs> array of discussion topics this reminds me of like our old podcast we did yes. before we had like a singular objective and it was just either news or just shooting the shit uh, it was basically like a little retro callback which i guess makes sense you know like you gotta knock the rust off of you know your month-long hiatus so why not recreate a uh, seven-year-old dead podcast it sounds like a good use of your time but yeah uh let's let's get into it um so we are covering prey this week this was like a selection of mine uh actually picked it just based off basically uh the buzz alone uh and the director because i love the director everything i've seen of his uh we, me, and Ron had not seen the film, and this when I picked this, uh, which is always like a roll of the dice because. And that was yeah, an so, SPR first, right? Yeah, because uh, we had uh, talked a little bit about how obviously we had a couple of instances uh, during the friends and family selections of stuff being paid for. He said we hadn't picked because we weren't in control, but this was one that you and I had picked that we had not seen yet, e- either one of us. Uh, so it was it was fun. Uh, I also like doing that to give me a uh direct excuse to watch something immediately instead of you know uh, a lot of the time i will uh, yeah i have a terrible habit of saying i'll get to it and then three years later i've still not seen the thing and then it just never happens so i, I like giving myself a reason I, I feel to like go do this something one's not
1: really in danger of doing that because you
0: and i both love the predator so much True, but I could see myself using the podcast as as an excuse to like knock stuff off my fucking Netflix purgatory watch list that I'm never gonna get around to otherwise. In, in you know? your
1: defense, too, you're also a lot busier than I am.
0: I don't. I mean, I did watch eight hours of Netflix Resident <laughs> Evil, so I don't know if that actually applies. But I appreciate it. <laughs> that kid's is called a callback in the industry. <laughs> oh man, eight hours of my life, never getting back. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah you want to know what is fucking two hours of your life that is fucking awesome and well worth your time is prey because prey spoiler alert fucking rules dude dude and i love this movie
1: yeah prey is fucking awesome
0: uh it yeah owns- we're gonna do we're gonna do full spoilers uh but per usual uh we're gonna do the rundown uh the director i had uh mentioned dan trachtenberg Is it Trachtenberg or Trottenberg? I couldn't tell. Uh, Trachtenberg, I believe. Trachtenberg, Uh, okay. So, The Man's directed two feature-length films, Ron. And those two films are 10 Cloverfield Lane and fucking Prey. Both amazing films. Like, your directorial debut being 10 Cloverfield Lane. The only Cloverfield spinoff that hasn't sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I like 10 Cloverfield Lane. More than Cloverfield, and I love Cloverfield. Yeah, same. I, I think I think Tin Cloverfield Lane is a fucking just masterpiece of you know not, not only acting because oh my god, John Goodman is fucking amazing. Well, and Mary, I mean, Mary Elizabeth yeah, Winstead. Helps. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's fucking amazing. Ramona and I, Flowers, I just absolutely love that movie, and we have to do Cloverfield um, franchise coverage as soon as possible because holy absolutely. shit, I have to talk about that. But man, like. Your de- your debut being that movie, and it's so tense and it's so good, and it like both works as a Cloverfield movie, but also I believe it was originally like retrofitted to be a Cloverfield yes. movie, right? Wasn't it like a an original concept that they then kind of merged into being part of the franchise? That's what
1: that whole franchise has become. That was the idea. They they take. Uh Kind of like a kind of like workshop type ideas, and then retrofit them to fit into Cloverfield. That's what Cloverfield Paradox was. That's what Ten Cloverfield Lane is, and that's whatever the next one is supposed to be, also. Yeah,
0: and, and man, just like the way that Prey works as like a both like a love letter to the original movie, but also as I think Prey might be the best reboot. Because like when you think about it, like they're basically if you if you like read interviews right now with Trachtenberg and some of the producers, like Prey, I think the it was the the biggest hit like Hulu's ever had. Oh yeah, easily. Uh by like a mile. So they're yeah. already talking sequels. Uh that, like they're they're not really they're 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 kind of playing it close to the vest as far as whether your sequels are going to continue this time period with this character uh this character or like this this concept as far as you know just taking a predator dropping it into, like, a different point in history and just, you know, just... Fuck, I, I will watch whatever sequel they do, by the way, because <laughs> uh, this movie's fucking amazing, but I think it's interesting that, like, this this thing like, works as, like, a, a complete... like It's almost like a soft reboot of the franchise uh, that I think really, really nails what I like the most about uh The Predator, and it's that... I, and I feel like it got lost over time because I feel like after the first movie... The Predator always retained the cool factor, just because the Predator is a fucking amazing character concept and amazing design. Yes, and he was always am- he was always an awesome character. You know, like an AVP and some of the sequels and stuff. But he kind of lost the ability as a character concept to be scary, I think. Yes, and well, it in also the, became the vast not majority. The yeah,
1: it also became yeah. not the point
0: for the Predator to be scary anymore. And it and it's so interesting too, because like when you look back at the first movie. Like that was the point of why they went after you know not only having Arnold but you know he like had like Jesse the Body of Ventura and like all of those like the point was oh these like eighties action stars are completely out of you know like they're they're completely out of their element and they have no chance that they, was like the whole that was like the whole point it it was supposed to be this just absolute fucking force of nature murder machine that is terrifying because you're you know these guys that should be able to take out any problem just being mercilessly hunted down one by one and have and basically stand no chance until the very end well the thing that then, was I, th- I think this really recaptures that
1: yeah the thing that was crazy about the first film is they start the first 20 30 minutes of that movie is mimicking every 80s action film you've ever seen with the big gi joe muscle-bound dudes that are invincible just going yeah.
0: in and fucking everyone up, and then this Literally thing opening shows the up. movie with was it Long Tall Sally? Yes, You're playing as as they're on the minigun in the chopper. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and then this thing just comes
1: in and starts fucking them up, and you have the famous line from the movie of "I'm scared," right? Yeah. From these '80s action heroes, one of the biggest badasses of them all, just goes, "I'm scared." And they all just kind of look at each other, like, "Oh shit, man, Billy's scared," <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it it a movie takes such a turn, and this one kind of recaptures that in a different way. Um, it's funny when we started recording. Um, I was about halfway through rewatching it, I didn't get to rewatch it uh, today like I wanted to. What with all the Dragon Ball Super I've been watching instead.
0: <laughs> <And> you gotta <laughs> get your beerus in, man. You gotta get your fucking beerus in, dude. Dude. Beerus is amazing Beerus is one of the I greatest fictional sh- yeah <laughs> Beerus yeah. is one of the greatest additions to fiction of all time <laughs>
1: is this one of the best anime characters period i think yeah so good but yeah um, so i was about halfway through the movie rewatching it and when the first time i watched this movie technically i've still only watched it once i'm halfway through the second one uh the first time i watched this movie though I remember feeling like I get it. I understand. Let's get to the fucking Predator. Like it just felt like it was taking forever to get there. Uh, rewatching it. I It's halfway through the movie when you get to the bear fight.
0: Oh, that fucking bear fight, dude. It Ooh. felt
1: like 10 minutes this time. So I'm going to go with my first time was just my anticipation of a new Predator movie. Wanting to see the thing. Um... Yeah. Whereas my second run through, I was able to actually look at it with like, uh, like give the movie a, a real chance. you know? Yeah, like
0: let it breathe
1: instead like, of I, like... Don't get I, me wrong. I, yeah. I loved this movie the first time I watched it. But it felt like I was taking 10 years to get to the part I wanted to see. I was like, I get it. I see all the parallels, right? I get the why it's called Prey. I see all the parallels between her and the Predator. I, I understand the setup. I get what we're doing. Show me the thing! And then they just weren't showing me the thing. But on the second view of viewing so far, I haven't felt that way at all. I it's it's been uh, it's been a real joy to go back through it a second time.
0: Yeah, I I have only seen it the one time. I also intended to uh, watch it through a second time. But you know, Resident Evil gotta get watched, and I only got so many times. <laughs> you know, I only got so much time of a day. But, uh, but you I, really I got to looking... rewatch
1: Resident Evil for I know, bro,
0: <laughs> just to make sure I gave it a fair chance. How am I supposed to enjoy my TV if I'm not watching a necessary teenage <laughs> melodrama on my Resident Evil, man? You know, one of the greatest uh, things about
1: getting old is I have stopped
0: doing that. If I'm not
1: enjoying something, I've had no shame about just turning shit off anymore. I can do that
0: with books. Like if I'm not enjoying a book. I can just drop it and walk away. But for whatever fucking reason, like a TV show. But what if, if it gets it's, better? Like, if it's a, it, well if it's not even that I had zero hope for that fucking piece of shit getting any better. But my brain will not let me walk away if I have gotten that far. And it is a finite thing. Like I, I had four episodes left. I watched like half of it and I knew that shit was done because it was canceled. It's like, God damn it. I'm pot committed to this shit. Let's get it over with. But yeah, I'm really excited to watch this again because while I didn't, uh, I didn't really have that kind of feeling of the movie meandering at the beginning uh, because to me, it was just them kind of like slowly like ratcheting up the tension a little bit like you remember Tim Cloverfield Lane, I think was the same way. He he, he seems to me to be really influenced um, in a way uh, by John Carpenter because that's actually a thing that. that. that's actually like a style and a flow to his movies. They remind me a lot of stuff like the thing and in the mouth of madness, where you're dropped into the movie and it's, you know, it's not really like a cold open. Usually it's not really boring. It's just, they're dropping you into the concept and then letting it breathe instead of showing you something crazy instantly. Like a lot of movies do to kind of like, Uh, sometimes it's effective sometimes it's good but sometimes it's just kind of like they're trying too hard to hook you you know there's it shows like confidence to me it shows like a lot of confidence which i I like how they're they're letting the setup happen uh and it it feels more like methodical than me like than than it meandering to me right but i totally i totally get especially with how much hype this movie's been getting i am not online as far as like reading a lot of reviews watching a lot of reviews on YouTube. I, I typically will stay away from even looking as far as like a, like a Rotten Tomato score. I try to like stay as in the dark on stuff I'm interested in as possible to keep as much unspoiled as humanly possible. E- even something being uh, hyped up, I, d- I don't want to know, but I couldn't help but hear just kind of like the rumblings that this movie was fucking good and it, it did get me excited for it. So I totally get your mindset going into it. I, I think...
1: The more I think about it, the more I think like I'm probably part of the issue with the state of the Predator franchise, right? Because that's what the movies do. Like one of the first things you fucking see in the newer Predator movies is the fucking Predator doing something. And this movie kind of goes back to the original, where just like the original, it takes its time, like you said, to ratchet it up, to build the atmosphere, uh, to get to know the characters. So it fucking matters to you when
0: they start dying. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that. That is a huge difference. This movie actually has a protagonist. Yes. The Predator, the Predator films over the past, oh, I don't know, like 25 years have occasionally tried, but they have never been a character you gave two shits about. Right. Like, n- like, not since the first Predator movie have I given a shit about any of the main characters. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I said, I
1: loved this movie the first time I watched it. I had no problems with it. But at the same time, I was sitting there fidgeting in my chair, like, show me one of my favorite movie monsters of all time. God damn
0: it. You know, God, I so, love the Predator. I love the Predator. Predator's so, so much. fucking awesome. As much as uh, I let's... love
1: Alien and Aliens, I think the Predator is more terrifying, personally, than a Xenomorph is because the way they always beat a Xenomorph is taking advantage of the fact that it's basically a wild animal and you can trap it and trick it like you can a wild animal and it falls for shit like a wild animal. Um,. Uh, the Predator does that to you. The Predator <laughs> the predator is here for fun. He's not here for food. He's not here on some animalistic instinct. This is recreation. This is
0: Predator on vacation. Yeah. He, this is Predator oh, it, dropping it, yeah, into it, Africa and big game hunting. And they take it personal because there's like, isn't that? I think it's explored more in the comics and, and like all the thousands of yeah. external Predator material, but isn't it typically like you almost have to kind of earn your stripes as a predator. Don't, don't they have to have yeah. like, basically you have to go, uh, you're almost, they almost have almost like, uh, reminds me of the way, uh, the calls work in game of Thrones, you know, where they had kind of like this, like really competitive system. The to, gogi is what I think y- of. Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. Because um, it, it's, it's, it's not only sometimes them like doing it for fun. They're also trying to like establish themselves as a badass, which is cool too. Well, like, just like their, their whole, like, uh, kind of like culture that they show sometimes, but not really is interesting.
1: Uh, not to get too far ahead of where we're going to be going with this later, like, like I mentioned, the parallels between our main character and the Predator, but uh, that's exactly what she's doing, mm-hmm. and that's it, you know. And it's very, very possible with what little we know of their culture that that's exactly what the Predator is doing as well
0: yeah absolutely uh we had talked about uh, dan trachtenberg let me round out the rest of the uh crew and cast and then we can kind of jump back into certain plot elements and scenes and stuff uh so we mentioned uh, the director is dan trachtenberg people will know from 10 cloverfield lane he also helped write the story uh along with uh patrick Aysen or Ison i don't know how to pronounce his uh last name i'm sorry he has uh mostly written uh a little bit similar kind of background. I can kind of see why he's friends with Trachtenberg because he has a similar background to where Trachtenberg kind of like got his like start in not just shorts, but also doing kind of like one-off appearances, directing TV shows like how Trachtenberg had uh, directed like an episode of black mirror and had directed a couple of other like TV show one-offs over the last few years of somewhat notable stuff. Uh, Patrick Mason has also written kind of one-off uh, episodes of like uh, kingdom we were pines Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan Treadstone is kind of jumped around like that and then wrote this with him uh, our cast and crew uh, I, the first couple minutes of the movie I was like I know I have seen this main lady in something <laughs> uh, it is her name is Amber mid-thunder and what I knew her from was actually from Legion uh, she is one of the louder milks uh, and I, I know you didn't watch as much of uh, Legion I think you just watched like the first season but do you remember her in Legion vaguely yes she was yeah, the cool a, one. <laughs> she, yeah, she's a badass. in Legion, she is she was uh, she called, was uh, Legion Summer Glau, right? Pretty yeah, basically. Uh so she played uh one of the Louder Milks, which was a mutant whose ability was they were essentially two people inside one body. So Hot. when she was in control of uh carried louder milk, she was, you know, like you said, like like River, just a complete, you know, murder machine badass could take out, you know, an entire rim of dudes in just seconds. Uh, and her other half was the nerdy scientist guy. So they were a pretty interesting character uh, and she was always cool. In it. I I think she's really good in this movie and she has to carry a lot of like the intensity of it, because like you said, they, they focus and rightly so for the first, I'd say like half of the movie, really, really following her, her character. What it's she's, literally what she's the first half work.
1: of the movie. I was just watching it before we started recording.
0: Yeah, it's literally it's, it's the first half of the
1: movie. I I just got to the part where the uh, the possums happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, your, her character name is Naru. She's the protagonist, and she is trying to establish herself. Uh, this is uh, what what it is that is the Comanche Nation set three hundred yes. years ago. Uh, I I forget if they say exactly where they are, but they're in kind of like I, I want to say they're near the border of Canada because they end up running into a bunch of fur traders and fur trading was really really prevalent in like southern Canada and uh, northern Not only uh, that they're America. they're
1: speaking French as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's where they are. They might confirm it, but like I said, it's been a couple <laughs> the, weeks since I the, the traders, not the Comanches. The traders are speaking for <laughs> the traders. <laughs> it's, it's a very bizarre turn.
1: <laughs> it was really weird when the main
0: chick brought out a baguette and broke it over the predator's head. <laughs> it was really strange. Oh man, I'm just imagining a baguette with like the laser targeting coming out of it. Now. Hey, it'll be in Fortnite next week. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> uh, so she is trying to establish herself as uh, a warrior in her tribe when everyone else in the tribe basically is trying to tell her, "Oh, you know, you're only good for you know skinning uh, and cooking. You know, you I don't know why you're even trying to do this. You're not, you know, this is not your role." And like pretty much everyone in the tribe is being a dick to her outside of her brother. Her her brother. Uh, I think uh, this so that he's played by it looks like uh, Dakota Beavers plays her brother, and I think he does a good job uh, as far as in the beginning parts of the movie where he's like trying to give her a chance, but you can kind of see in his expressions in his expressions that he doesn't fully believe she can do it. And there's a lot of moments like where he really conveys that without having any dialogue about it, which I think is I think is really good. I think he's another good addition to the cast. So full disclaimer:
1: we're just a couple of white dudes sitting here talking like a bunch of white dudes. But from everything I was reading, because uh, I, I, I had the movie on one screen and I had uh, the internet, I had Firefox up on my other screen. From everything I was reading, that was pretty much the way, not just uh, the way Europe worked, but that was also the way Native Americans worked as well, each tribe and stuff, especially in the Comanches. Uh, the women... Were cooking and medicine and raising the young. And that was it. That was the only thing you did. And the men were very much the warriors, the hunters, the, uh, yeah. anything like that. And that was it. That was all you did. Like those, those were set in stone. There was no crossing, crossing over. Um, yep. so yeah. Uh, one thing that was, uh, really cool. Um, also I want to put there while I'm still thinking about it, Did you know? I mean, it's not as cool as it could have been, but this is still very cool. Did you know that there is a Comanche language dub of this movie by the cast? That's awesome. I love that. It's not other people, it is the cast. Now, people are criticizing the fact that it's a dub, but I'm trying to imagine filming two versions of every scene of the movie or making two movies. I just it's, don't yes, it's not it's not possible it's just not uh, it's just not feasible it's just not possible so they did the
0: next best thing but yeah I, uh, I absolutely love that That's a really I did not know that that's a super cool that's not available in Hulu because I checked as soon as I read that but yeah uh that's that's really awesome that they they took the time to have the cast do that yeah then and, and there's a lot of you like know, you can you can tell they did their homework when it comes to how the the tribe is presented I think uh, they—they've uh, been pretty much praised
1: by everyone, saying that this is exactly how it was. This is how things looked. This is how the Comanches did things. This is the language they spoke. This is the way they talked. This is the way they did everything. Um, it is pretty much as historically accurate as it can possibly be, except for the extraterrestrial dropping out of the sky. As
0: far as hey. we know, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Uh, have, have you? <laughs> Have you ever met M. Night Shyamalan? I'm pretty sure that dude is an extraterrestrial.
1: (laughs) No, but I've seen Ancient Aliens, and I'm not so sure that this is fiction.
0: (laughs) I've seen Kingdom of the Crystal (laughs) Skull. (laughs) Knowledge was the real treasure. One thing I think this movie does that is, like, brilliant is I love how the first few times you see the Predator is he is obfuscating something, with the like glimmer camouflage, like it's like the first like several and there's they have like a, it's like a really really cool like camera. Like do you remember the scene where they first show him like kill the snake? Yes. There's just, there's a lot because like the camouflage has become like a like a little bit tropey within this franchise. I think as far as like how they use it, uh, in most entries and I think this one actually uses it for like to cool effect in a lot of different scenes. Like the stuff with the snake where like you see like they'll they'll have something in the background that is like the focus of the shot like the snake or something like that and then it gets obfuscated with the the predator cloaking and just the fact that they don't really show him very much for a very long time i think really ratchets up like your, your suspense and, like, your your readiness as a fan. Like, yes. Like, you know how you were getting into it? You're like, you really wanted to see the Predator. And I think it really, like, teases you well as far as, like, leading up to when they actually start showing him a lot. With that fucking bear scene, dude. with the uh, With God. the
1: snake scene, I realized what they were doing because the first movie also shows you the monster without ever showing you the monster several times. They show you just him cloaked, and you know that uh, something ain't right here, but <laughs> yeah. you don't know what. And, you know, just like we talk about all the time, the fear of the unknown is more terrifying than anything the movie can show you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what this thing is or what it looks like. You just know there's a fucking ghost walking around this jungle. And the instant I saw the rattlesnake scene, I was like, Oh shit. I haven't seen a predator movie do
0: this in a long time. It's, it's so weird. It, 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 took them this long and to get to this sequel slash you know prequel slash reboot whatever the fuck you want to call prey it's it's almost like every single thing it's a soft reboot i would say i would say it's a soft reboot uh and like much much in the way uh
1: much in the way star trek was i think it's a soft reboot like that where the, the original stuff
0: still exists but there's also this yeah agreed uh, and like they they really seem to be paying like proper respect to the concept because it just became almost character. like, it, yeah, and and it, it almost became just like like it just really like. The you predator think about be- how the predator became a universal monster basically. Yeah, and for them to be able to like, you know, put the like put the lightning back in the bottle for this is is really well done because I didn't I didn't think that it could be done with how much he had become a universal monster. Like you said, that's a great uh, kind of uh, comparison to make as far as he
1: became a pop culture icon, almost just like the universal monster. Everybody knows the predator. Everybody knows Dracula, you know, it it just became, Oh, it's the predator. mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit, it's the predator. (laughs) You know, they did it. They felt like you said, that was a good way to say it, Jeff. They put the lightning back in the bottle. The genie is back in the bottle somehow. I don't, I don't know how they, uh, how they did that. But
0: this movie is fucking well done. And I think the most ingenious thing they did with this is by setting it in this time period, giving them unequal footing with the weaponry is a really good way to show just how like, think like like we just talked about earlier in the first Predator movie. You have, like, what is it, like, seven, like, fucking mach- macho 80s action stars with literal miniguns that are mounted to choppers. Jesse Ventura takes down an entire forest. Yeah. They're, and and in that situation, they're completely out of their element, and they're completely fucked. Yeah. They have they have fucking bows and arrows in this. They have, you know, makeshift, like, dagger weaponry and stuff to use. With like the that, Leviathan Axe. <laughs> That One of my favorite scenes of the movie is like towards the end when the three dudes with muskets fire their one shot at him. And then and frantically is just, start reloading. And then he is unfazed and they just linger on the look of the dudes after they fired the muskets for about <laughs> five whole seconds. And then as they frantically start reloading, it is so fucking funny and so good. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. But yeah, like... That is an ingenious and simple way to make him scary again when you completely remove all... like you, When you really uneven the playing field like that. Like, you just think, like, I couldn't fucking take out the Predator if you gave me a goddamn nuclear bomb and these guys have, are trying to tra- take him out with bows and arrows. And you're just like, fuck, man. Usually, uh,
1: the Predator's own nuclear bomb is what takes him out. So, but man, I'm going to say something that... People are going to find controversial because everybody hates this movie, and I don't understand why. Um, I actually like the Aliens versus Predator movies, and I think A V P is the only time, besides Prey, we had a Predator that had a different personality from the first movie. Yeah, true. I That's think a good point. I think in Predator, Predator Two, Predators, and The Predator. He's basically all the same predator. Like, I know he's not the same exact alien, but the personality is exactly the same. He's just as predictable. And he's basically just, you know, Jason Voorhees. And in Alien vs. Predator. He acts differently. He, I guess it. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess there are female predators. We've seen them in in video games and comics and stuff. So, I, I so far they've all been he's. I think that'd be an interesting twist in a sequel. Um, yeah, the, I'd be down for that. Oh god, Predator has boobs. I'm so confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, he acts very differently in that movie, and you can tell his thought process is very different. And in Prey, this one is very different in the opposite way. The one in AVP acts very honorably. Remember, like, he considers her equal and he shares his weaponry with her and stuff to yeah, help take down yeah. the xenomorphs. Everybody hates that part, and I thought that was so fucking cool because it was something different. Um, And in this movie, he's a fucking cheater. He's, yeah. he's got superior technology he's like, and he knows it and he fucking uses it like a deer hunter like, using a rifle against yeah. a
0: deer. Yeah, and he he almost like comes across as like vindictive about it. This Predator it, 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 yeah.
1: is never going to take his armor off and drop his weapons in the water and fight Arnold mano a mano. Yeah. This Predator is very different from the ones we've seen so far. There's that scene with her and her brother kicking his ass, and then just boom, he just disappears. He just cloaks and takes out the brother because the brother can't see him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, like that he is something cha- that it, that no other predator we have seen so far would have done. Yeah, because they're usually all about honor. You know, yeah. they're all about they're all about the combat. But what's interesting about that too is it works beautifully too as like the parallel to how this is 300 years in the past. The predator is a more primitive predator as well, just like His the humans are more, more quote unquote primitive as well. Yeah, uh, in comparison, uh, you know, there's still some fucking bonker shit that you can do, but yes, it's it is it is primitive compared to especially some of the later Predator stuff that you get. Um, but yeah, I I think it's an interesting interesting point to like just break it down how like not only you know are we dealing with more primitive uh, primitive humans from 300 years ago as far as the technology and stuff, but he is a more primitive in a more uh, primitive state. Not only with his technology with with his attitude, he's just an asshole. Yeah, just <laughs> and, and he. Uh, like that—that that scene with like the, uh, the the bear too. It's just oh, like I love it's that shot. How good, like how good is the uh, like the f- the filming in that? As far as like just how like he like one thing that uh, Trachtenberg is amazing at, and especially you know on display uh, in back in Ten Cloverfield Lane. But like claustrophobia, like when she's trapped in that beaver dam, as like the the bear is attacking you. You like it's just like. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll take the Predator. I, in my head headcanon, that's the
1: one that uh, got Leonardo DiCaprio and he got what was coming.
0: <laughs> Leo has been avenged.
1: It's got fucking scars on its face and shit.
0: So, you know, yeah. it's got to be the same one, right? Isn't this... Uh, it almost seems to... I think they talk about it a little bit uh, uh, in some of like the articles and stuff, but I forget. Isn't this Predator in Prey a bit bigger than he usually is as well. Cause this one seems uh, just, f- I don't know. Obviously the original one was compared to Arnold who is fucking massive, but right. th- this, this, this feels like this predator in particular is just like a fucking giant. I is that, is that true? Or is it was it just kind of like made to seem that way?
1: It's hard to tell. Um, I feel like though, that the predators we've seen so far with the exception of the one in the predator, uh, I don't think any of them were big enough to take
0: on a bear the way this one did. Yeah, he just he, he's like he lifted he looks it like over size his of the, head. He looks like the size of the Hulk as not not like as like as far as like how like muscular he is, but just like how imposing he can be. Yeah, one it's insane.
1: One theory that I've seen is that this predator is further behind in its evolution. It's a lot more brutish, mm-hmm. it's a lot more. I mean, all the Predators are brutal, but especially in the way this one fights and in the way this one kills, it is much more brutal than the other Predators that we've seen. And it doesn't seem, it has this amazing technology, but it still relies on a lot of like, you know, the claw on his wrist and it prefers the face to face, you know, quote unquote, because he's cloaked half the time. But it prefers being right up in your face. It it throws the wolf around. It throws the people around. It picks up and throws the bear, like it can just shoot it and be done. But it really seems to prefer just getting in people's face and just eviscerating them in the most brutal way possible. Compared to the other predators, the other predators use their plasma cannons a lot. Yeah, you know, they're more like a deer hunter sitting up in a deer blind. Um, this one. It's almost like um like I said it's a lot more brutish and it's further behind in its evolution. It's not just um uh, it's not just like necessarily a different type of predator which it could be. I mean we know there's mm-hmm. multiple types, there's multiple yeah. species, but it just this one just overall seems to be further behind in its evolution than the other
0: ones. I think something that really accentuates that too is the cinematography as far as like the color correction on this movie, I think is amazing. It gives it like, it gives it a real look of grittiness that I think has been sorely missing ever since the first movie. Cause like the first movie it's, it's, you know, you know, like, uh, uh, actually reminds me of a big issue that you and I had back when kingdom of the crystal skull, uh, was on our podcast. You remember how everyone is just like perfectly clean. Oh my God. there's no and one was, sweatier and
1: dirtier than the yeah, people in yeah. the first
0: 3 Indiana Jones movies. Exactly. Like that like hell like the first time you see Indiana Jones, it yeah. looks like he has been in desperate need of a shower for like 3 days. And and it, it, ha- it just it like everyone's clothes the movie. are
1: Yeah, everyone's clothes are like perfectly pressed in Kingdom After of the Crystal Skull.
0: Fucking Marion gets her head caved in by a tree <laughs> <laughs> and she's fine. And <laughs> not even she bleeding looks like, or anything. She looks like she could film that, a commercial. That it first, is ridiculous. That first
1: movie, God's angels are melting people's faces, but Marion doesn't even have a head wound from smashing into a tree.
0: It is fucking insane, dude.
1: The only the o- one who should be that clean and that pressed in that movie is Kate Blanchett, because that that would be a character thing for her. Uh huh. Everyone else should look just as bad as everyone in the opening scene of Raiders.
0: Yeah, and it just drove me fucking crazy, uh. How that you know, not only was the costuming bad as far as like everyone appearing like just pristine, but uh, the co- like the color correction, the cinematography, like everything looked like glossy and just fake and very artificial. They're in this is they're in like Ethiopia and no one is th- sweating. Yeah. <laughs> like- no, yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. And in, in, in Prey. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that where people just look like they need a fucking shower and they should. Dude, I watched the movie and needed a shower. Exactly, like exactly, man. And it's just like I'm so glad. It's just like it that just feels scene like scene
1: in the bog? I'm not talking Naru. I'm talking Amber Midthunder herself has mud in places that's never coming
0: out. Like <laughs> it's just I'm just like what is happening? Dude. Dude, how disgusting and like well done are the fur traders? Like, Oh man, the, these guys look fucking Who, like. By the way, nasty.
1: As far as names go in a movie, the fur traders have some of the best. <laughs> yeah, you got Water, big Water, beard. Water, you got waxed mustache. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, it's so good. This movie's so fucking good. Uh, the uh, man, I'm just scrolling by through some of like the photos of it. How how uh, how awesome is it? That, like, I, I think the fur traders are also just like an ingenious uh aspect of this movie because you know who the audience will have no qualms being absolutely <laughs> fucking annihilated <laughs> by the Predator? <laughs> fucking asshole fur traders in the 1700s because those guys were fucking assholes, man. See, it's got something for everyone because
1: the people that prefer the pacing and the way the first movie is put together. You've got the Comanche tribe.
0: And if you want it to be like all the other Predator movies, you have and the it's first like a Slasher Raiders. movie. Yes. Yeah, it's, it becomes like a Slasher movie, like a, like a Friday the 13th sequel for about 10 minutes as he is just fucking eviscerating these guys in the most brutal ways. And it's so awesome. I love it so much. Can
1: I praise this movie for something weird that's probably a little bit of a weird take? Uh, Go ahead. Uh, can we talk about how... Amber Midthunder being an attractive woman is not in uh, not like scantily clad and they're not afraid to get her dirty and just make her grungy. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, think about like how many movies like it's the lady protagonist she has to be hot and sexy. We have to see cleavage. We can't get her dirty. She's supposed yeah. to be hot. Like she's they didn't go out you know and get someone unattractive they didn't get someone um that was attractive and not dirty them up they took her and just put her through everything (laughs) and yeah her her clothing is very accurate you know historically and she's covered you know like you fucking would be (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, like especially the, the the scene when she is, like, submerged in the mud, too. Oh, my God. That just, like, nothing triggers my claustrophobia in a situation like that. I don't mind getting dirty, but
1: God damn, dude, watching that, I was just like, okay, first off, uh, not the way to go. Combination of quicksand and drowning. And also just thinking about, like I said, the actress herself now has mud in places that is <laughs> never coming out. Like, there's an episode of Dirty Jobs when Mike Rowe is just like, "I've got mud in places a man doesn't necessarily want mud." Like that was all I could think about watching (laughs) her sink (laughs) into the
0: mud. And just, uh, I, I can really put myself. And it's so excruciatingly
1: slow as she's going down. I, I, I know. And and they do it again with the predator. It's excruciatingly slow, and I even felt sorry for the fucking predator.
0: I, uh, yeah, I can i can really put myself in the mindset in in situations like that where it can really i like I'm, I'm mostly unfazed when it comes to horror movies but if you show me something like that that is just like so real and you just put yourself in the mindset of you have 20 seconds before you drown in the and die in one of the worst ways humanly possible that gets to me so yeah. like when she is just like and and, uh, and amber mid thunder is just amazing as as far as like conveying she's terrified and she's doing everything she possibly can to remain as level-headed as possible you know yeah it's it's really good and how they have some badass fights and uh and a- like action set pieces with her like fucking flail thing too like that was a cool addition for this uh like uh what is it what does she does she attached like the little like Dagger she, thing to she, the rope? Is that what she does? Her I'm tomahawk. She does. Tomahawk. That's what it is. That's yeah, her tomahawk. It's fucking... that, that's why I called it the
1: Leviathan Axe earlier from God of yeah, War. Yeah, it's, it's fucking badass, dude. I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's, it's fucking awesome. Everything about this, uh, about the way this movie is done. And, like, goddamn, she's such a good actress. And she had to be because it's basically a one-woman show for half the movie. Yeah, no kidding. Um. Man. So she didn't have a choice. She had to be good at her job. I'm, I I want to send you something uh in the Discord here. I want okay. you to look at this picture of the Predator that's on IMDb. Like yes, look, look at, at w- this is what I am talking about. Look at his level of technology. While it's far superior to what we even have now, it's not clean. It's not uh shiny. It's not sleek. Yeah.
0: It's, it's very raw
1: it, it's yeah. very like un like
0: unfinished it, it reminds me of like ancient greece the shield um and that, that's a that's an important distinction too in, in the fact that he basically has like a makeshift like skull uh as his helmet instead of a proper predator helmet right because so it's, it's typically more of like a technological like mask almost instead of just like the skull head, right? It or, is. Am I mis- yes. And from what I have read, the skull is a
1: reference to predators. There okay. is, there's a creature or something in predators that the predator kills. Um, that is what that is supposed to be. This movie has, Oh, Oh dude, I am sending you this poster. This is so cool. um, We'll talk about this, too, when we get there. Uh, but I want to send you this poster. Um, but th- this movie has stuff throughout all of it. Uh, they make a point of showing you the cigar. It's thought that that is supposed to be a reference to Arnold. Um, the skull... Love that poster. Right. The skull is from Predators. Uh, one, the fur trader that is uh, that speaks French and Comanche is from the comics. And the flintlock Oh no shit. I didn't know that. That's really cool. The flintlock pistol that she he gives her is the exact same one
0: from Predator 2. Wow. See, I love the Predator, the Predator movies, but I think the only one I've actually seen more than once is the original one. So So like a lot of these references is kind of like outside of the ones that are, you know, glaringly obvious references to the original movie. They kind of went over my head because I, I am a fan, but I'm not like a super fan where I can remember every single callback.
1: Apparently, you know, real life prop wise, it's not the same musket, but canonically in the movie. If you look at Predator 2, the musket at the end and you look at the flintlock musket in this one. It's pretty much exactly the same. It's got the same markings and it has the dude's name on it. And nice. that dude is from a really famous comic, like Predator seventeen eighteen or something. Um he was a pirate. And in this, he's like past his pirate days, or it's before his pirate days or something, and he's at the uh is in the fur trade. Either that or he's just a reference. People aren't sure. But uh, people are almost wondering if this is gonna time hop. If we're not gonna get that comic and that character as a pirate against, mm-hmm. uh, which I would fucking love to see any pirate against the predator. Um, man,
0: but I'm so I'm so excited for what they can do with those. There's so many <laughs> cool fucking like uh periods they could set it in. Uh, like one wh- one thing I saw was like, what if you did like feudal Japan and it was like a samurai versus a Predator, it's just like, yeah, I'd yeah. fucking watch that.
1: <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, Yeah, the only thing that I'm thinking about now, though, knowing that that's supposed to be the same Flintlock pistol, the Predators had that. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, things don't end well for this character later in life, is my guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, just because she has it at the end of the movie, and at the end of Predator 2, they have it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but should we talk about the predator himself? Yeah, of course. Uh, this movie simultaneously made me want so bad, not only a God of War movie based on the PS4 game, but a fucking horizon zero dawn movie, because that's all I could think about is those two properties throughout this whole movie. Uh, Both in her fighting the Predator and just the Predator himself. Because he's got the goddamn Kratos shield. She has the Leviathan axe. Yep. Um, But just the way he uses his shield like fucking Captain America. Like he punches with it. And do you remember that part when he takes
0: off the dude's head by opening the shield? Oh, (laughs) that's so good. (laughs) That dude cuts down the tree behind him when he does it that scene when he is trying to kill her with it at, towards the end yes. and he is he is like slicing deeper and deeper into these like adjacent rocks that are the only thing keeping her alive and every time he like thrusts it forward uh, it's like slicing deeper and deeper into the rocks it's so good it's so terrifying it's so good uh the and, and again dude like those camera angles, like when they yes. have in extreme close ups of bits of the action or like character reactions, like they show a lot of her reactions to being in that situation. It's incredibly claustrophobic. It's like all those like little details like that, like really ramp up like the tension of it, because that's another thing, too, is I think a lot of the brutality of the predator kind of became like t- too slashery. Like, one of the problems I have... I don't hate the Alien versus Predator movies as much as a lot of people do. But, like, my main thing that makes me, like, not, like, crazy about them is how terrifying the Predator can be and how terrifying the Xenomorphs can be and how not scary they are in those movies. And it's just mostly, like, they go way, way towards the, like, slasher, like, fun spectrum of it, which I... I I enjoy, but I if if you give me the option of do I want full blown, slashery predator and xenomorphs or do I want like Alien or the or, like the original movie or this I much prefer like the tense and like brutal versions of them and like the the ones that are actually scary maybe that's just me as like a horror guy I much prefer these characters uh like these concepts when they're scary instead of when it's just a movie that's meant to be fun and you kind of like turn your brain off and you can enjoy it, but it is not they're They're not presented in that same like scary way. That's my like biggest issue with it. And while I get that, my argument for
1: like the aliens versus predator movies has always been, that's not the goal of the movie. Like, the, it's not the point it's, it's of not. alien versus predator comics and video games and everything is what if they fucking fought each other, you know, like it,
0: it, it's yeah, I, I, I totally get that. It's not the point, but when, like when the potential of the character is prey, right. I would take this every single day over aliens versus predator. Right. Uh, That's every, like, Ind- would I rather watch AV individually?
1: Yeah. This is what these movies should be. Yeah. But that's why I love the idea of AVP at the same time so much is I get a taste of both. <laughs> I get the peanut butter and the chocolate, Jeff. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. But yeah. Um, and that's also that's also just like me. Yeah. I, I, I'm a horror guy. I like them when they are scary. And like, I think you maximize their potential as concepts when they're presented <laughs> like prey instead Meanwhile, of like that. Meanwhile, I read the crossover comic where it was Predator versus Judge Dredd. So, you know,
1: <laughs> to is each it Carl his Ar-
0: own. Is that Carl Urban as Judge Dredd? Then I'm in. Dude. <laughs> um, That's the next Prey movie. Dude, imagine the next Prey movie. <laughs> it's just him versus they Carl Urban. They just start Judge slotting Dredd? him
1: into other things. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> they just start taking the Cloverfield approach and
0: just start tying everything into Predator. Um, that's what happened to Jar Jar Binks. He's a slotted into the prequels and it says the predator versus Jar Jar. So I would, I would watch that. <laughs> the other thing,
1: <laughs> the other thing I wanted to point out about the predator too, when I was talking about like how he's a fucking cheat is think about pretty much every predator movie made. It doesn't matter how many guys there are guys start disappearing one at a time throughout the whole movie. He's fucking leaping from tree to tree, carpet bombing them, you know? (laughs) Like, just killing as many as he can. And it's just like, God damn, this guy, this predator is so different from all the other predators. Like, I just, I cannot get over how different they made this guy. And I don't know if that is just this
0: one's individual personality or he's from a different tribe. Or maybe, maybe, maybe like, yeah, it was like a different culture where they. We're yeah, just like, this is brutal, is the, is the parallel like,
1: supposed to be we have different Native American tribes we have different Predator tribes, like because uh, there's you, such you a also- parallel between the character, the main character, and the Predator. You could almost extrapolate that out.
0: There's there's also just like there's also just a parallel to like the way they present like the Predators, you know, like Predators from 300 years ago. Uh, and compare them to you know just like the way people were 300 years ago yeah. and just like that that lack of like consciousness you know that that just how every man for himself that well, that type of mentality you know how it's like, unci- like he's very uncivilized which is funny to say about a predator but he, I- <laughs> so he is so uncivilized just he is in just how much of a like a, like a, a brute. absolute brute he is yeah
1: and you know to your point the movie makes have the movie backs up your point for you. When the trappers get
0: her and her brother, they fucking stuff them in a cage like an animal. Yeah, you know. Oh, I, thought, I mean, I, I have you watched? Oh God, what is the? Oh no, Frontier. Have you watched Frontier? That is I the uh, the Jason. It's the Jason Momoa. My show. My parents have told they, me it's very good. It's an oh yeah, it's a very very good show. It's actually from this same time period in the same region because uh-huh. it's about because they're it's about the fur trade uh, from back then. And holy shit, dude! They sh- <laughs> they like, they they go into detail on just like how fucking uh, barbaric they could oh, be back then.
1: Oh,
0: I and, know and what I
1: want. I want Predator versus Jason Momoa. Fuck
0: yes, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh yes, my please. god, make it happen, yeah. Trachtenberg. So, so Trachtenberg. Uh, so thought exp- <laughs> So thought thought uh, experiment. You can pick any time period for the next prey. Any time. What would be your, like, this is the direction I would take it? Would it be the pirate stuff? Would you want to see, like, the pirate stuff? Because I know you talked about it. I was just curious, like, well, if you could pick anything.
1: It's a real hard decision for me between pirate stuff. This sounds like it's getting weird. This sounds like it's, like like we're talking sex stuff now. It's like, it's either the pirate <laughs> stuff or cowboys. <laughs> Which one a picture for the what? pirate stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It could be Wild West for me, or it could be that pirate could be stuff. Cool.
0: They're similar, but different, you know? Yeah, man, Like they they can, they can put the predator in every time period. And if it's these guys and like Trachtenberg and these people that like really respect and understand like the potential for like how fucking awesome the predator can be like this is, Yes. So, you know, you and I talk
1: about certain properties all the time. Unlike Alien, Predator falls into the same category to me as like Doctor Who, where the potential is limitless, really, with it,
0: depending on how you, you just, do it. Just your imagination and how much you understand, like the character and the motivation. How to keep the how to keep like the essence of everything. Yeah, the atmosphere the and
1: stuff. Yeah, because you could literally drop him in to any time
0: period, like you said, to any culture. I think it'd be interesting if you had like a feudal Japan type setting, but instead of like a samurai, it was about him fighting ninjas where it was like the like the, the drunken master. Like,
1: Are we bringing
0: back Jackie Chan? <laughs> if only, or, but like in all seriousness, like I, I think if like the, if like you could have like some action sequences where like the point was them camouflaging themselves, you know, like being yeah. like, like that kind of Batman shit, you know, like where, you become like invisible where that's like the the like the element is like them almost trying to like fucking out ninja each other sounds like really interesting and and, like you can kind of like do some different stuff instead of just him fucking bar (laughs) like just barbarian mode fucking destroying every fur trader in a five mile radius as glorious as that is i fucking love it i would like to see them do some like different types of Situations for the fight scenes, as far as like where you can, t- like you said, like the pirate stuff could be interesting. I think the wild west stuff could also be interesting. Uh, but man, I'm just this has me so excited. Like, uh, so so it sounds like we're kind of more on board with the sequel idea of you just kind of make it like an anthology where prey yes. is just a predator in a different like point in time against a different type of protagonist. So is that how you would take it? You would not break because. Uh, let's get into the end. of it. So if people didn't watch all the way to the end credits after she has Vanquished the Predator. Uh, so they have the beginning of the credits with these kind of like Native American murals, where it was, uh it's like an, uh, th- this very, very traditional art form of theirs and they recap the movie. But if you watch every single one, they actually go beyond what you see at the ending of the actual film itself. Hide paintings. They're called hide paintings. Hide paint. Yes. Thank you so they they show like one final one that takes it's almost like an epilogue in the the Hyde painting where right after uh you know she has brought back the head of the predator to basically show like she's vanquished it, she's the new chief, she's the new you know badass because she's she's beaten the goddamn predator, you see more ships come in uh A in, lot the, in more the ships yeah so so like the idea is 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 the sequel basically more predators coming back to f- and we're continuing this protagonist in the same time period. Is that just showing more predators are coming back now that they've lost one, and they're going to have different predators in different time settings, in different locations against different types of protagonists? That yeah, I, I, was think, it, I think I think was with it you. literal or was it metaphorical? Exactly. Yes, I I hope they go the route of it's a diff- it's like an anthology, and like how cool is it that like the name of the Predator anthology is Prey? I think that's so perfect. Like yes. every, everything about this is so fucking good, and it just makes me so excited because. As as much as I liked the, was it The Predator? Was it the Shane Black one from a few years ago? Yes, The Predator. As much as, like, I and you and I, like, it's almost like the meme of this podcast, but, you know, you and I liked it more than the kind of consensus was for that movie. This blows it's, that out of not the water. My, it's
1: not my favorite, but I liked it. I
0: enjoyed yeah, watching I, it. I liked it, too. And it got some of, like, what I like about this character but like for this for this for prey to be able to make him scary again to put the, the lightning back in the bottle like we talked about i didn't think you could do it and the fact that they did it fucking excites me so much because like we're potentially in for so much cool shit and i'm so happy this was like a massive hit for hulu because we'll we'll get more good shit it sounds like Trachtenberg is back for it because he's he's invested in this this uh property and fuck yes dude did you see that so they've excited. been uh, he's been developing this idea since 2016 I believe it. If you watch, uh, or if you scroll through his it's IMDb, so detailed. Uh, this he movie is, is so detailed. He is very, very selective about what he does. He, like we talked about, he only has two directorial credits. He, he works in TV, but not very often. It's it, like he, he really seems to do like what you're talking about. How like once he sets his eyes on a project, like he is all in, and it shows. Because when your two movies are *Tin Cloverfield Lane*. And pray, I will watch whatever the fuck you do, and I cannot wait to see more of this man <clears throat> can i uh can I read
1: something to you I just found on Wikipedia no, oh okay, well, moving on have
0: a, have a good night everybody
1: <laughs> <laughs> ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum. so you and I I feel like often um often forget to talk about the music, oh yeah, dude, I just saw this. On Wikipedia, it's the first uh, two sentences of the music category. I'm going to fuck this up. I already know. Sarah Skockner composed the musical score. Tr- um, Trachtenberg hired her after playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla during pre-production and was impressed with her score for the game.
0: Huh. That's cool. He played a video game was like, huh,
1: I like this. Give me this more. Is good. <laughs> this is good. You know what this would really go with? Well, The Predator. <laughs> like, yes. Like, okay i mean that's the same thing right that's
0: that's really cool but at the same time just like what (laughs) did you imagine like her getting that call that phone call (laughs) yes this is a so i'm making a predator movie like this is a prank right (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah shit but yeah i i think the score is very good it's it's also it's intense but it's not overdone and when the movie like really hammers home those moments of silence i think it does it very well you don't like you don't want uh like you you want it to to be there and you want it to like, accentuate the predator especially in moments where they're trying to make it more intense and really like you know drum up the tension but i i think it's i think it's good to like have your moments of silence especially like just with the way he camouflages also really cool there are a few scenes that we, I forgot to talk about that I really liked in the, uh, in the first half of the movie that I think is genius. And it's moments where they will have the camera linger on nothing. Yes. There is, there, there is no predator there. There is yes. no glimmers of camouflage. I was but pausing
1: but, shit. Like, what did I miss? Cause I'm not used to a movie doing this to me.
0: And it's so effective because yes. every time that the, every time that moment happens where nothing is on the screen and your fucking paranoia kicks in as the viewer and you are scanning every bit of the fucking television screen looking for that glimmer. And when you don't see it, it just makes it even worse. And it's so fucking good.
1: Like, like what about the one in the tree where there's all the blood in the tree? The snake's spine is in the tree, but the predator's not there, but you can't help feeling like you're looking at his feet or something cloaked.
0: God, I love it so much. It's such a good, it's such it's a good su- idea. It's such a good mindfuck. Oh, man, I love it so much. It's just like, Trachtenberg, you fucking get me, bro. Thank you. Because <laughs> I haven't seen that very often either. Like, that is a horror movie. Yes. Like, filming, te- like, everything about it. It's an
1: underutilized horror movie filming technique. Yeah. And we saw it in a fucking Predator movie that went direct to streaming. I mean, I'm not saying that to, like, you know that's a dishonorable thing to go direct to streaming. It's not like direct home video used to be or anything, but the fact that, you know, original Netflix movies, original Hulu movies of all things are not known for this level of creativity.
0: Yeah. And and this is probably going to be like a whole new breed of original Hulu movies. Cause now that they're owned by Disney and with Disney plus you see how much Disney specifically believes in streaming services. Cause you know, like just the, the amount of shit that is exclusive to Disney plus is insane. Yes. You're a like, your fucking star Wars show. You have several Marvel properties, like, you know, uh, all that shit being exclusive to the streaming service is, is insane. And I I'm, I'm really glad that you could get, you know, potentially more movies like this. Cause this is like a big budget movie, but it's also not, you know, that we're not, we're not talking like Avengers level, like, and and when you have them, like, properly budgeted like this, where the special, you know, like, they don't Cameron it, you know, like, where, like, the spectacle James overshadows, like, where <laughs> I, I, I want to, I challenge anyone <laughs> to find an episode of this show where we didn't reference James Cameron James and Cameron that fucking, Redd. and that fucking song. Can but you hear the song? Is the song coming through up there? <laughs> oh, God. But <laughs> I, I think it, I think it really leads to just, like, really, really good fucking movies when you have to make like every cent matter, and, and it and you have to like just really fucking get like nitty and gritty about, you know, like it you it's the exact opposite of like the Star Wars prequels. You like we're like we have all the money in the world, everything is fucking spectacle, 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 Sunday, 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 and everything becomes shit. Skywalker <laughs> you know, every, saga too. Everything becomes Avatar. You know, like it's all about the, the fucking spectacle of it. Here's the thing. The the two things
1: that annoy me about the state of Hollywood overall is everything has to have an Avengers level budget, which is not true. In fact, the most creative projects often, like you said, they're squeezing every penny and they have to get creative with what they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also it's like every movie feels like they have to one up themselves. Like, the predator is a perfect example. We didn't need a fucking super predator stalking the predator who's stalking the characters, and then ended on like the a predator mech suit? is scary. Yeah, <laughs> and the predator is scary <laughs> enough, right? Like you don't you don't need to keep one upping it. The trio in Predators they get that gets called out, but that's a common thing in the comics, I believe. The trio of predators, which is very much what the next prey could be, with all the ships coming in, but. I don't know. It just feels like we always have to try to one up everything, not just in Predator, but in sequels and stuff in general, when that's not true. You know, like we often talk about how uh, the first thing that springs to mind, I know you don't believe this as strongly as I do, but you still believe it, is The Mummy and the Mummy Returns is a perfect example uh, of trying to recapture what the first movie feels like. Mm -hmm. And you don't need. To drastically one up everything, I mean that movie hits the ground running because it's assuming you saw the first movie. We don't have to redo the entire first movie in the first half, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, yeah, it irks me so much when I see a franchise or a sequel that has potential and they fucking ruin it by uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean is the perfect example. Oh, dude,
0: Pi- Pirates of the Caribbean makes me sad. It makes me so sad because that first that movie, that is first movie is, so is amazing. Good. That first movie isn't it, it. It already has like that problem you're talking about already in the second one. Yes. you know, not even counting like you know, like several sequels later. It's they gotta were be already, bigger.
1: It's gotta be better. Yeah,
0: and they they fucking like I think that's the perfect example for what you're talking about because like they they really it comes like the fucking Ouroboros. So, you know, you're just like you know, like the snake the eating its own tail. Yeah, it's like we're we're just like really overstepping for no reason because like this movie is like just constantly portraying like subtle confidence. This movie like has a great concept, has great people behind it, has great actors and they just fucking get it. They know exactly what they want to do and they fucking execute it. And it's just fucking per like, I, I think this is probably like, I, I think you can argue maybe the first Star Trek movie from JJ Abrams. Cause I do really like the movie. I think this might be the best reboot I've ever seen. And I, I, It's it's very rare that you have a reboot at all that can excite you to that extent, and usually it's just an excuse for them to be able to make money off the fucking franchise again. Like Like, usually it's not an artistic direction that's kind of spearheading it. It's just the search for more money,
1: right? I tend to roll my eyes a lot less at a soft reboot because, like you said, a full-on reboot, especially, you know, how many. Batman reboots and Spider Man reboots and it's just everything It's like, oh my god, guys, how much of my money you gonna take? There's other things too, you know. There's other movies I want to
0: see, so, or, or the ones that just completely like seem to lo- like. I, I never watched it. I forget if you did or not, but like the Total Recall reboot that looked oh nothing like Total Recall. Like, what it's the fuck so are y'all? Bad. What are y'all even doing? You know me.
1: I can at least enjoy the stupidness of a movie. That movie is so bad. I saw it in theaters (laughs) and I regret it. Yikes! It was so bad. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't regret the Kate Beckinsale parts,
0: but (laughs) the rest of it, fuck. The cast was good. The cast was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, the cast was good. That's that's the thing too. They fucking like they hook, line, and sinker. Like like uh, the RoboCop reboot. You looked at the cast of that thing. The cast of that movie is fucking amazing. And it's boring. They just. And it's just fucking it's, boring. Like it's, it, has it, it none falls in that category
1: the, that you've talked about in this podcast, where it's not good, it's not bad, and that's kind of the worst place it can be. <laughs> because yeah. I don't the even great, care yeah. enough to be mad at it. <laughs> you know, like the, it just, yeah, the,
0: the greatest sin of any property is to be boring. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and, and you want to talk about like it and, it? and it's so funny too. It's like because like Total Recall made me think of it. Like Total Recall and Robocop have like a very specific tone to them, and it's like you're trying to like reboot them, but you're completely missing the point they, that it was soulless. that tone. The soul is yeah, lost. Yeah, it, it it was that that uh, like that that very very specific and very weird tone that made them what they were. Yes, and you're just like taking, and it's like the whole like you know like the sum of its parts type of thing. You you, you just don't really understand. Like prey fucking nails it. Like, Prey gets everything that I have wanted out of this franchise for years and have not been getting and this fucking excites the shit out of me. Um, But yeah, I think I've kind of like covered everything. Was there any other like actual specific scenes in the film that you wanted to touch on before we kind of sign off?
1: Oh my God, there's so much. There's so <laughs> much.
0: Once the shit hits the fan for the last 30 minutes or so of this movie... It's fucking amazing.
1: I could do like, an entire second podcast on this movie, dude. It, dude, the way but. it plays with your expectations—like when she gets covered in the mud, you just know she's gonna discover he can't see her, and then the, it re- immediately cuts to her washing the mud off. Like, yeah,
0: it's good. It's things, good stuff.
1: Uh, A flower that you fucking forgot about is how she fights him because it lowers her body temperature. That uh, yeah, was really cool too. Um, yeah, like it's just uh, uh, it. I did not roll my eyes when they kept quoting the first movie, if it bleeds we can kill it and you know things
0: like that. Uh, Cuz it are, seemed to, it earned it. It like, earned it. If it, it fucking earned it, you know. It wasn't it wasn't the fucking Star Wars prequels. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know that line like, you liked? Here it is. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hello there" became a line for some reason. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I heard uh I heard another podcaster say when um What was it? What movie was it DC came out with that was odd? I don't remember if it was Shazam. I don't remember what it was. But their take was, you have not earned this movie. They're like, Marvel earned Guardians of the Galaxy. They earned the right to put a talking raccoon into their franchise. (laughs) like, you did not earn this. This movie earned the right to rip off anything it wants from the other movies because they did it so well. Yeah. So he's fucking amazing. And it played I, with your expectations in every way, like you said, with the lingering on scenes. There's a scene. It's not even lingering. It the dude, it, it's uh it's when they're hunting the mountain lion. The camera is on the dude, the background is blurred, and then it refocuses to the background for no reason. He's blurry in the foreground, and they focus on the background, and that's the shot as he's setting up to go for the mountain line. There's nothing there.
0: Yeah. It's fucking amazing, dude. It's like, not they, even
1: a lingering shot. Shit is actually happening in the scene and they're focusing on the background instead of what he's doing for literally no reason. It's uh, there's, so there's, good.
0: Yeah. There, there's a lot of attention to detail when it comes to, so this is what a movie would typically present this scene or like these characteristics of like uh part of like the, environment that makes like the, the like they they unmovify it you know they 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 take the like Hollywood out of it and in, what you like are left with it, it may like really really lends itself to just how like fucking raw this movie feels you know like yeah. it feels it just fucking brutal and intense and like what they really unglamorize it to like s- like in so many different ways that just all just, like man it, chef's kiss. It, it doesn't cross a line either it's not
1: I I have a hard time calling it gory, even though there's a lot of gore in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's it's brutal, but it's not a fucking slasher movie. It's It's, not gratuitous. It's it's the scene. It does what it needs to to make its point. It doesn't. It it knows where the line is and it straddles it.
0: And it's like it's like establishing it's like establishing stakes instead of like shock value. For, for like characters and stuff. It, it, it's and, just fucking like masterful, man. You
1: know, it's got highs and lows. It lets you unclench. It lets you get your breath before it ramps back up too. It doesn't just keep you clenched the entire movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, just it. it's a brilliant movie.
0: I don't know that I've ever said that in the entire time I've done this podcast. It is a brilliant movie. I, yeah, it's like well, this is one of my favorite movies the past couple of years. Like, this is something... And then this is also one that i think will kind of like enter you know how you know like uh like for instance earlier i was talking about how i've rewatched the first predator movie multiple times and i don't think i've ever rewatched another one maybe i think i've seen avp like once or twice i think i think i've seen avp twice did you ever see avpr out of curiosity i did yeah
1: <laughs> you uh- sound
0: so disappointed <laughs> You sound I just, like a disappointed I, father <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I don't know like I I honestly movies
1: so much more than AVP and I love AVP
0: I I don't remember it very much because they're not for me like they're they're not really right. what I what I like about like when I think about Predator, I think about this when I think about nec- when I think about um I'm gonna say Necromorphs <laughs> <a> different <laughs> franchise when I think about xenomorphs I think of alien and I I, I, I that's like what I think of right and they're and like I said, they fall into that. You know, like I was saying, like with, like with like skyscraper, there's like prey, And then there is the movie you can throw on Sunday afternoon with a six pack with your dad. And have a good time. That's that. And that's perfectly fine. That is exactly what it is. It is when it comes to these franchises that I love very, very much. It's not what I'm looking for. It's, and it's, I get like it's tremors I, I and I just, tremors, too, is what you're saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Trimmers was kind of like, "Oh shit, that's so cool." And the Trimmers too. It's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this again." Yeah, but funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, and it's it's just it's perfectly it's perfectly fine if that's like a, you, you need to have a conversation with Soapy. Soapy fucking loves the AVP movies. Really? So guys, yeah. There's another like the human being out there he that is loves this movie.
1: He oh is my the one. god. Yeah. I you married to, the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> my oh life my is a lie. My life is a lie.
0: <laughs> uh but man, yeah, th- this this movie is fucking awesome. And I cannot wait to watch it again and and I I don't think I finished my point cuz I got off topic <laughs> like 12 different times, but this is this will into the rotation. This is something I will rewatch like every couple of years. The just like, you know what? I feel like a goddamn good Predator movie. I will fucking wombo combo the like the original movie and then this. That's a fucking great, goddamn double feature. Uh, Ron, what is going to be our next movie? Because this was my selection. What is your pick uh, next up for us? Well, I've got some good news for you, sir. <laughs> my next, uh,
1: my next pick is going to be the first Predator film. Hell yes. So there's your so double now feature. I, now I have an excuse to rewatch this instantly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, from what I can tell, all of it is on Hulu. Um, oh, I don't
0: once this. Yeah, it was really funny. Once this movie fucking hit big, if you pull up Hulu, <laughs> it was just like Predator, 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 Sunday, Sunday, so Sunday. It's everywhere on the home screen. There Amazon is days.
1: becoming all Lord of the Rings all the time soon. Yeah.
0: I think Hulu's going to be all Predator all the time. <laughs> you remember that one movie we made that was good? Here it is again. <laughs> uh, we, uh it, I-
1: It's going to be a bad sign if Trachtenberg does not do a follow-up, I think. I think
0: we'll know what that movie, what we're in for, if he I, is not at the helm. I believe, now, it could obviously enter development hell, which would be a surprise to me, because I if think... If we get
1: the news that he's leaving, we know the studio got involved. Yeah. Uh, uh Disney
0: slash Fox, question mark? I don't really know who is in charge of their decision-making anymore, and how much like autonomy Fox retained in that buyout, but from everything I've read... Trachtenberg loves this property, loves everything about it, and tell. is back and is back for more. For everything I've seen, it's just a matter of, and it also sounded like, while we don't know where they're going, they know and they are already working on it. So it, you know, it oh could be here God, It's a Predator MCU. <laughs> it could be, it could be here sooner than we think, and I, I cannot wait. So I, I'm really glad that you're that you're picking this. I think we've accidentally had like a couple of uh, franchise coverage. Even though it became like a, because remember, you were gonna have uh, alternating episodes in between the Tremors movies, and we were just like, "Fuck it," you know, we'll run it back to back. Right, right, and now, right. We're, now we're running uh Prey and, and Predator, so it'd be pretty fun. We've like accidentally had franchise summer, even though it wasn't intentionally uh, <laughs> scheduled that way. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm fucking stoked. I absolutely love that movie. Yeah, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna watch them back to back. Hell yes, I, I feel like I have to. I feel like I need to hop into one of those ET quarantine suits and just hop over there. And then uh-huh. we just have like a double feature of pre- uh, and, predator and prey. And I expect it
1: to have an alien and aliens feel to it, you know, because this movie leans so hard into the horror aspect. And while the first movie does as well, it's also like an 80s action movie at the same time.
0: So, so I ex- if you're. If you're setting up your double feature, you're 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 watching your prey and your predator. Which one are you watching first? Are you watching? I think I still go with the original first. At uh, just because my, I do just because my, my brain will always default to like you know like, which. Yeah, one, uh, Chron- fuck the MCU now. timeline playlist. I hate, fuck I hate, it hard. I hate that shit. Like y'all realize they retrofit the movie. To work around your brain having knowledge of the previous movies that have released, right? Like, they do that. You know, you know that, right? You, you know they rewrote The Hobbit <laughs> to incorporate we have a Lord of friend. the Rings. We
1: have a friend oh, that saw God. The Hobbit first and insisted on it because it's a prequel. He shouldn't have to watch Lord of the Rings first. And we were both like, no! What are you doing? It makes me want to punch a wall. It's and so... Unlike you, unlike you, I like the Hobbit movies. I don't like them at the same level I do Lord of the Rings, but I do like them. And even I was like,
0: what are you doing? Why That's are you again, doing it's terrible. this? It's an absolutely terrible idea. <laughs> you don't even get, like, the fucking, you don't even get uh, the jokes. Yeah. What are the, Only good scenes out of the third movie was Legolas running out of arrows. You have no context for that if you fucking watch it. God damn it. I'm I'm getting mad about it. We had this conversation with Phil 10 years ago. Why is this still making me angry? We got to get out of here, bro. We got to go. If you want to follow this more, you can always check us out on Twitter at SPR Filmcast. Uh, if you ever have any prompts or uh, questions you'd like Ron and I to discuss, usually we have like a Q and A section, but we ha- we spend a lot of time talking about basically like <laughs> like previously on screenplay rewind, <laughs> like we had a, we had a whole fucking preamble I, of a different podcast where we got want, to talk about Prey. I want the Dragon Ball Z
1: slash Dragon Ball Super narrator to bring <laughs> us into every episode. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Last dude. time on Screenplay Rewind, and I want the that Dragon Ball Super music in the
0: background and everything. Fuck yes. Yeah. Love it. Oh, God. Uh, ratings and reviews <laughs> on whatever platform you found us on. Us Always appreciate it. We really, really appreciate it. Helps us grow. Uh, word of mouth also helps us. If you have any friends, they would like mediocre podcasts about awesome movies like Prey. Boy, do we have mediocre podcasts for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think this podcast is one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>